Welcome to the Globe Trotten ADs. This podcast is for you, athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches, and program associates based in international schools around the world. The Globe Trotten ADs is proudly hosted by Nick DeForest from the American International School Vienna and Matt Fleming from the American International School of Budapest. Here they are now, Nick and Matt and the Globe Trotten ADs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Globe Trotten ADs. We have a special episode today. We're talking to folks who have transitioned into new positions uh, in new jobs, new schools. They're either a brand new AD or transitioning to a new country. So we're going to talk about the ins and outs of moving on to a new job. Some of us have been through it. Some of us have not. And uh, we're going to find out the challenges, the pitfalls, uh, and the positive outcomes from this experience. So we want to welcome our guests today. Before I do that, though, I'll turn it over to my partner, Nick. All right. Thanks, Matt. And uh, I guess the not was at me, right? I've, uh, I've been in one school, haven't moved <laughs> anywhere. So uh, I don't think I'll add too much to the conversation today. Maybe just the, the moderator. Um, but well, now we'll see. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're glad to have uh, Craig Wislang, who's in Lusane right now. And Lachlan McGregor, who is in Kuwait. So, guys, welcome. Thanks for thanks for joining us. And uh, just start us off. Maybe Lachlan, you go first. Give us a little um, background. Sure. Uh, well, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm originally from Exeter, Ontario, Canada. Um, you know, I spent two years teaching in Ontario before I went the international route. And uh, before coming to Kuwait, I was teaching at the American School of Marrakesh in Morocco. Um, during my time there, I was a great, I was a whole school PE teacher. And during my last year there, I actually got the opportunity to uh, work as the upper school activities coordinator, um, you know, organizing various athletic events and different clubs and activities for the students. Um, also, while I was in Morocco, I uh, earned my master's of athletic administration, which kind of uh, got me to my, where I am right now, uh, now currently as the athletic director at the Universal American School uh, here in Kuwait. Very cool. Very cool. Thanks. Craig? Uh, yeah, and I'm Craig Wislang. I'm originally from New Zealand, but uh, left New Zealand nearly 20 years ago to, to go international. Um, spent some years in uh, the International School of Dusseldorf, uh, Germany. Um, with I know you've had Joe Ito on, on, uh, mm-hmm. on your podcast, so he was, he was the athletics director there. Um, and then and teaching English and humanities, and then moved to uh, Manila, Philippines, and worked at International School Manila for, for nine years and uh, did a lot of coaching and kind of helped out uh, with the, the organization of sport, um, you know, running tournaments and things things like that, but really started then to, to think about, well, hang on a minute, what are, what are my passions? Obviously education, but I, I like organizing stuff and I, I love mm-hmm. sport, so hang on a minute, there's, there's a perfect job out there. Um, <laughs> So then we moved to to Singapore and I worked at the Canadian school and then got an opportunity at Stanford American International School to be the assistant AD. Um, so that that was great. The the school was quite quite large, um, three thousand plus kids. Um, so activities and athletics, and then uh, decided that it was it was time to take the step to to be an athletics director, um, and and was lucky enough to interview in a few places and came out in Lausanne, Switzerland. Very cool. Very nice. right. Before we get into the uh, transition and the, and the topic, let's, uh, let's hear a, a quick update of, of where we are, you know, because we're spread about, uh, every country is a bit different right now in the, in the pandemic. So Matt, do you want to give sure. us a Sure. So here in Budapest, we're still, uh, our, it's, we're, there's a lot of restrictions still in the country. Um, our school, we are, our high school kids are in distance learning still since I want to say November 9th. And then they're still on lockdown, or sorry, they're still on distance learning until the end of the month, but we predict it'll probably go through February. But our middle school and elementary school kids are still in, they're out on campus, which is good. Uh, but unfortunately, we can't have any sports after school. There's limited activities they can do with like in a classroom uh, setting, but no sports at the moment. Well, let's uh, let's go from not too bad, Matt, to uh, 
to uh, really bad, maybe Lachlan. What's uh, what's it like in Kuwait right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the restrictions are quite quite strict here. Um, uh, speaking from a school perspective, uh, the students haven't unfortunately been back in the building um, at all this year. They uh, haven't been in since I believe March of last year. Um, so all our our athletic competitions have been canceled for the year for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. So we're trying uh, online activities this year and. Um, in Kuwait itself, um, you know, grocery stores and shops and restaurants are still open. Um, you have to socially distance and wear a mask when you're out in public. And there's obviously limitations on how many people can be in a restaurant or store at a time. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, education goes, all the, all the schools are, are remote right now. All the students are online. Um, and it doesn't look like that's going to change uh, anytime soon, unfortunately. What about you, Craig? Bit bit of a better story there. Yeah, a little bit. In uh, in Switzerland, we uh, have all of the kids in school, um, all the way K to twelve, and um, the the only real restrictions are that there is no competitive sports games and tournaments being played. Um, our high school or our grade nine or year year ten and above um, aren't allowed to practice at all. Um, and, and aren't allowed to do movement and physical-based activities, but they can do uh, like creative art and drama and, the, and those kind of, kind of things. The rest of the school pretty much carries on a, as normal, definitely for the, the primary school. They're out doing everything. Again, though, that there's no contests. Um, for the basketball team in middle school in general, uh, they can all train, but they can't, um, they can't play games or anything like that. And in Switzerland... Um, we're fighting the fight. Uh, ski fields are definitely still open, um, except you can't go to the restaurants. Uh, and, and new restrictions that are coming into place after the weekend are closing all non-essential shops, um, gatherings of, of less than five, all, all of those kind of things. Well, I'm pretty jealous you can go skiing. That's, that's, yeah. that's good. That's a good thing. Please get to the mountain. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the skiing, and that's what I was going to say. Uh, a lot of the pictures around the world, at least in the U.S. media, I've seen are of Austrian ski lifts being packed uh, and people kind of cramming in to get to get up the mountain. So uh, as we come out of Christmas, ski ski resorts are open uh, and schools are closed, are on distance <laughs> learning. So that's the, the topic of conversation here. And uh, we're going to be home on distance learning probably till the end of January, if not longer. Uh, but we don't we don't know yet, and sports are a long way away. Uh, but I think it's a big difference if you live in Vienna, which is, you know, no, no mountains uh, in Vienna and lots of people live in here, uh, as opposed to somewhere out in the country where I think it's perfect conditions to ski and maybe not too many people. So big difference from east to west. All right. Well, guys, thanks for that update. And um, so basically, you know, we mentioned today our, our, our programs about transitioning, which you guys have done in new, new positions in the new schools and new countries. And, you know, it's one of those questions um, when I'm home or around folks who haven't taught overseas, uh, you know, how did you get into it? And of course, as we know, it's, everybody gets into lots of different ways. And I, I think it, for us as, as, as educators who want to go abroad, of course, it's a leap of faith. You have to take that jump to go out and, and see the world and, and find these jobs. So we're going to talk a little bit about and ask you guys, you know, how you got your jobs and, and what, or what was the impetus for you to come overseas and, um, or what was the reason maybe for leaving your previous job? So uh, those are the, my opening questions for you guys. How, how did you get your, your current jobs? And uh, how did you know you were going to leave your previous school? Um, well, I guess I guess I knew I was going to leave my, my previous job uh, in January. I informed the, the school that I was going to be leaving. Um, and I was there for four years. I was able to uh, also run a few basketball camps uh, at the school and uh, outside of the school as well. Uh, private basketball academy as well um but i just figured it was, it was kind of time to move on and uh, try to move up to a, maybe a slightly larger school um, and see if i could maybe find an, an assistant athletic director position or um, if i was lucky an athletic director's position and um you know i was lucky enough that somebody i studied with uh for my master's uh, she was telling me there was an opening at her school for a high school pe teaching position and uh, at that time, I didn't have any leads or anything. So uh, I interviewed for the position and uh, it went really well. Um, and then the, uh, based on my, my credentials, uh, the, the superintendent ended up offering me the athletic director position, which is something that kind of came as a surprise. 
Um, and it was something that I really wanted to do for, for a number of years now. Um, so I figured it was a perfect opportunity. And uh, here I am, uh, my first year as an athletic director uh, here in Kuwait. So that's kind of how I ended up here. Fell into it. <laughs> Don't hear that too often. <laughs> Go ahead, Craig. Sorry. Yeah, I think for for me, right right at the start of my career, how did I get into it? I, I was going to do like most other New Zealanders do and go and head to London and try and try and make a life uh, earning pounds and and uh, be with half of the rest of New Zealand's youth in London. And and my assistant principal said to me, "Hey, have you thought of this international teaching business? You know, I was in Korea and da 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 da, da and so." I spent all the money I had and went to a job fair and came away with nothing um, and and then got called up a, a couple of months later saying, you know, we have a job in, in Dusseldorf. Do you want, do you want to come? And I, you know, that's, that's kind of the start and the end of end of the, the story kind of thing. Um, and I think one of the, the real values is I, I could, I could never remember or um, understand why there are still teachers in New Zealand or in the U S or wherever <laughs> yeah. being, there's this whole international business going on, like, you know, get, get, get over here. And, right. and uh, you, you, you know, it, obviously it's not for everyone, but it, uh, you know, you can, you can definitely make a good crack of it being, being overseas. And I think for, for me uh, to get this job, I uh, had decided um, about sort of October, I guess, uh, of the previous school year that it was, it was time for me to leave Um the structure of my my previous school had changed, and the administration had changed, um, and so it was it was just the right time for me to to leave. So, you know, and obviously a lot of us in international teaching and education have to give up your position or to to show your intent potentially before you've got anything to go go to. And I right. think that what that's also what makes this a very unique situation and time that. Um, Lachlan and I and a lot of other people around the world uh, were just really lucky um, to to get things sewn up and 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 to be able to find jobs during during a pandemic um, yeah so and I think a, a big piece of it is word of mouth um, and and probably we'll talk about that a little bit later mm-hmm. but getting known um, and and starting to develop a, a network of people I think is really important. Yeah, I, I'm amazed too that people are uh, wanting to make that. Ch- I mean, I, I, I my hats off to them for folks who are making those changes this year as well. Because I, I, you'd think this would be a time where you'd want to just hunker down and maybe wait another year, but uh, there's people out there who are still hungry to see the world and go to new places. And um, I'm amazed. I'm yeah. I, I wouldn't do it <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not right now. I mean, I have other reasons as well with family reasons, but uh, uh, I think take really get out there and, and put yourself out there these in this time is is pretty courageous for sure so with these moves this year would you guys describe them as lateral or upwards or maybe a downward change in your career path um i think for for me it's, it's definitely a a step up um you know obviously going from an assistant ad role to a to an ad role i the size and the scale of the program is different but um you know definitely having having the title as it were um is is a step up and and uh you know a, a step in the right direction for for other career moves for sure yeah and uh same for me i would say it's a, an upward uh, step for myself as well um, you know being in morocco for four years primarily as um, a teacher and trying to get a job as a either an assistant athletic director or athletic director um, this is definitely a step up for me, going to a slightly larger school with a slightly more developed athletics program as well. Um, it's definitely putting me on the, the right track, I think, for, for future opportunities as well as the road. Um, so I would, I would consider it a, a step step upward for myself. Cool. You know, one of the things we always like to say with, with professional development is that it's, it's, it's great for folks to put in their resume, to put in their, their rep, rep, professional repertoire. Um, what role would you say professional development has has played in your getting these new jobs for this this year? And we'll just keep it with you for Lachlan. You can start off. Uh, 
Well, I mean, I guess, you know, during, I, I keep coming back to, you know, I was studying my, my master's of athletic administration. Um, that was kind of what I was working on while I was teaching in, in Morocco for, for about two years there. It essentially got me this position because, I, you know, like I said earlier, I was just trying to find a job because I was, I was leaving Morocco with no real leads, not really sure where I was going to end up. And uh, I applied for this. It was a high school PE and health teaching job. And um, they offered me that position. And when the superintendent saw that I had this extra piece, um, that was enough for them to talk to me the athletic director position. So it was a no brainer for me. And um, yeah, like that definitely, that definitely helped secure the position that I've always wanted. Um, kind of taking those extra courses to get uh, qualified in this area. Yeah, and I think I think for me, um, I, I'm a little bit older than you. I think, Lachlan, <laughs> and and so my a lot of my professional development had been around um, teaching and and leadership and things things like that. And it was only when I started to make connections with with other ads that you know that I I, I um, joined out with the globetrotting ads and, mm-hmm. and the. Uh, the virtual conference that you guys had, and then the NIAAA and the NFHS, and 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 then really started to see the the different um, professional development opportunities that were out there directed at being an athletic, to, uh, you know, an athletic administrator. And it, whilst I don't think it it necessarily helped in me securing this job, it's definitely helped me during the the lockdown time when we were in Singapore to upskill myself so when I come into or came into my position here I had a lot more knowledge under my belt to start with right it's funny the um Craig you just took the uh the NIAAA uh, CIAA exam as as Matt and I had done and it's interesting because the those early exams from the NIAAA whether it's the U.S. based one or the new international one they're really geared for people that aren't ADs yet to take it, to get the experience, to get something on their resume, kind of like what you said, Lachlan, to have that, to be able to get you the job. But what we found so far is everyone that's taking it or taking these international courses, for the most part, are already international ADs. And they're doing it for the reason you mentioned, just to, you know, to, to be, become better professionally, you know, not to land the job. So I wonder when that, that um, switch will, will go to having more teachers. You know, I don't know, Matt, do you have people in your school that have aren't ADs that are taking AD type classes to be to try yeah, to get our, the next our, job. One of our PE teachers is he's working on his master's degree, and and part of that is taking some of the NIAAA courses, which he's getting credit through for the for the program he's involved with. Right. But uh, he's definitely interested, and uh, hoping hoping one day he'll get an AD job. I'm just not sure when or you know, how that path will go. I think his first goal is to get that master's degree. Yeah. Bit, I but. think uh, mm-hmm. one one of the things that really hit home for me was uh, I was uh, up against Chris Mott for the ISB job, ah. and <laughs> and when you look at him and his yeah. experience and everything, yeah. and then you look at me, well, you know, Andy was obviously going to choose Chris, and that's that to me was a real eye opener for me. That hey, come on a minute, you know, I need I need to have all of these um, qualifications or you know, really live that IP learner profile of a, of a lifelong learner and right. and just get that behind me. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. A bit uh, going back to your, your transition and uh, moving to a new school, um, you both decided you were going to leave, let's say, in a normal school year. You know, Craig, you mentioned October and, and then things changed a bit. Just thinking with your old school still, what, what was it like when you were preparing to leave, uh, thinking about, your replacement, you know, I guess transitioning was would be totally different than a normal year. And Lachlan, you weren't an AD, yeah, you were a P teacher, but still, did you have to worry about that? Well, um, well, like uh, at the time of me actually leaving, uh, they hadn't hired a replacement. Um, however, that being said, if there if there was to be someone uh, coming in, um, I worked really closely with uh, my colleague in the PE department. We were kind of in charge of running all our school's athletic events and running uh, different tournaments and activities throughout the school. Mm-hmm. So we worked together pretty closely developing, uh, you know, different documents, different programs, different uh, strategies and ideas, et cetera. 
Um, and we had a really close relationship. So when I left, he still has, you know, everything that we developed together, everything that we worked on. Um, so if someone was to come in next year, um, I don't think anyone did come in. I think it might be due to the pandemic, but, uh, in the future, they're, they're going to be well, well ready because he yeah. still has access to everything and it's in, it's in good hands. Right. Um, so we kind of made sure to, you know, I kind of made sure that he had everything and, uh, you know, whatever he, we worked on together, I took with me as well. So. Yeah. And I think for, for me from a, cause we went into lockdown at the end of, uh, end of February. And, and I think for me in a, on a personal level, um, having, so long at home like i think I, I was in for half a day um between the end of february and the end of school or when we left um and basically that half a day was to clean out my office and and, and say goodbye um but what i think that made the the exit quite easy because you'd already kind of uh like stepped back from mm-hmm. the people around you a little bit and 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 also your role um, I think a really important thing is that, you know, you've worked really hard for the last however many years to develop the program and your programs into the best that they possibly can be. And so we all have a vested interest in making sure that they continue <laughs> that yeah. way as well. Um, and so I think, again, like, like Lachlan said, it's really important to put all of those pieces of information on paper and whether it's down to contacts, like, who do, who do I contact for the referees or who who's going to bring in the sandwiches for the, you know, for the coaches or, you know, all of those little contacts that you have in your phone that you mm. might not necessarily think of in terms of running a program, but they all add up to how great your program was that you, mm-hmm. you developed. And so obviously Google docs and, and things sure. like that is, is super important. Um, and, you know, was really well utilized, I think, right. um, in, in transition. Yeah, that can be a useful little manual, you know, or a little, just a little notebook of some sort, like a standard one you could put out there for folks that, you know, here's here's what you do if you're leaving a job. You don't want to leave anybody hanging for sure. Yeah, totally. And I guess it depends on the, the colleagues that are still there, whether it's other PE teachers or yeah. the secretary office staff that's still there, right? Craig, you said it, you, you, you've built this thing or you've worked hard on these lessons and you... You want to have that continue. So, but we always hear about people going to new places and, and they say there was nothing, nothing left for me, mm. no information here at, you know, at least every year. What about your new side when you got to where you are now? What was, uh, what was there for you? I think I was, uh, I was really lucky The the person I replaced Erland, he had spent a lot of time, uh, and he had, he had written, a. uh, quite a, quite an extensive handbook okay. uh on on various different different aspects of of the job um and and that was uh i guess really helpful before i got here um mm-hmm. to to be able to read through that i i met with him a few times oh, cool. uh on uh you know on zoom uh, mm-hmm. i met with my team that that is still here um we would meet every two weeks um for for a couple of hours and just talk about various different things and then you know i still find now after being here since since august i i i need a reminder to go and have a look back at that handbook you know my my activities coordinator she said oh well i think there's a thing in the handbook you know i can go back and have a look but i i was very very fortunate to have have that information well documented great when I transitioned here, you know, it was in the middle of uh, COVID-19. And I think, uh, you know, because of the pandemic, a lot of people were having trouble getting back to, to the school they were teaching at. Um, you know, a colleague that I was going to be working very closely this week, this year was unfortunately, he wasn't able to, to return this year. Um, he was going to be my kind, kind of my primary contact on the ground while I was still in Canada. Um, and then uh, I've kind of connected with other people in that department, but they're all fairly new as well. Um, Luckily, I was able to to contact the the previous athletic director, and he pointed me in the right direction to uh, you know his his stuff that he had years before um, on the computer, just like some important documents about the program, how things are run, how things run, um, transportation, budgeting, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, it took a while for me to kind of to get that contact. Um, so I kind of had to do a little bit of digging and ask around to to figure out how things worked, um, and 
just kind of trial and error, just asking the right people um, where to find these documents. And because it was some of it was hard to find, but it was there. Uh, it's just a matter of asking. Yeah, so anybody's leaving out there listening, make sure you leave. <laughs> if you're <laughs> departing, make sure you leave some good stuff for the, your replacement. It's, it's a nice thing to do. Start now, right? Phil, if you're at home and you don't have sports practices <laughs> to organize, start the transition work now, right? Yeah, so you know, we, we talked a little bit about connecting with new colleagues. So in general, how did this go? Even though you haven't, you, you probably was a while to even got to meet some of them in person. Just, just curious to know how the, you know, you got to make those connections when you first land somewhere, of course, and it, it's important to get off on the right foot. So how did that go for you with, with you know, connecting with colleagues and, and the parent community as well and your, and your students? Uh, I think for for me, like I said, I, I was really lucky that, that Daniel and Ingrid, the, my, the two people that work uh, in my department, uh, were, were really forthcoming and, and uh, open with information. And so uh, while I was still in Singapore, like I said, and then when we were back in New Zealand, we would meet uh, quite regularly, uh, just almost socially, uh, as, as well as, um, you know, talking about work and talking about the different pieces, pieces of the program. Um, I, I didn't meet with many other uh, colleagues until I physically got here. Um, I think one piece of advice is you become best friends with your HR department, um, you know, because you do really rely on, on them, especially transitioning when, when there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, I messed up and I didn't have a parent meeting at the start of the year, but then sports only lasted for about a month. So kind of got out of that one. <laughs> you know, got my get out of jail free card. Uh, but, you know, that's that's definitely something that when sport comes back, connecting with the parents. Um, and and I've just started a, a like a parent discussion group kind of thing. I'm a bit stuck for what to call it and hoping it doesn't just become a free-for-all, but uh, just trying to ha- trying to find, hear the parent voice basically in a, in a non-formal uh, setting because – you know, we as athletic directors and activity directors, we all think our programs are, are really good and we're doing all the right things sure, and sure. and all of that stuff. Um, so just give some parent agency. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how we where we are. Cool. Yeah, for for me, uh, transitioning and you know getting new, getting to know new colleagues, a lot of it was mostly done through the HR uh, department primarily. Um, you know, because of uh, COVID nineteen, my visa was quite delayed. Um, I didn't end up getting to Kuwait until roughly around September 10th. Um, and then I had to quarantine. So I wasn't actually in the building, unfortunately, until the end of September. Um, you know, during that time, I was lucky that I had people in the department communicating with me on a regular basis about what's going, going to be happening this year with regards to athletics. Uh, you know, informing me that obviously we're not having any regular competitions or seasons this year. Um, and then as soon as I got out of quarantine, I was able to, to meet with the superintendent and kind of go from there. Um, but, you know, like it was for me, it was just all about being flexible and kind of adapting on the fly. Um, you know, the people I met um, either through like a wel- welcoming chat group uh, before arriving in Kuwait were really helpful. Um, but, you know, things changed from day to day, to be honest. Um, and it's just all about being um, adaptive and flexible. Um, when transitioning to that new position, especially during uh, uh, these times during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's a lot of people out there that if they didn't have that skill <laughs> or it weren't as necessarily strong as, you know, it's a, it's one of the characteristics of being a good, good worker, of course, is flexibility. I think a lot of people have probably improved in that area, or at least maybe a little light bulb went off in their head at this time. <laughs> like, hey, maybe I need to work on that a little bit. Yeah. I hope so, at least. I can't imagine people have been too inflexible in these times. No, no and especially now when we, you know, you go on distance learning this year, those of us that got to go back to in-person, uh, it was just a lot easier, right? Okay, been there, done that. I've upped my mm-hmm. tech game since then. No problem. Um, so I think looking at this year, we would have assumed you guys might be the last, let's say, uh, set of people to transition during a pandemic. But uh, as it's going, it could be a whole another set of uh, teachers and, and 80s transitioning this year in, a, in similar circumstances. So I don't know, what's your top tip or a few nuggets for anyone out there that's uh, already 
starting the transition? Uh, like, just goes back to kind of what I was just saying. Like, I would just say, you know, be be as flexible as possible and kind of expect things to to change from day to day. Um, you know, I was really hoping that we would have students back in the building um, in mid October, and I was gonna, you know, I had all these plans to start intramural leagues and some sort of, you know, uh, programs for athletics and et cetera, et cetera. You know, however, here we are in, in January and there's still, we still don't have any students in this school, unfortunately. Um, so my best advice would be just to, I don't want to say roll with it, but, you know, be able to, to be flexible, think, uh, see the opportunity in things. You know, I'm kind of, in a way, I'm, I'm happy because it's forced me to grow and develop and, and think of new ways to kind of offer something to our students um, athletically and activity-wise. So doing these online activities, that's a new skill I've learned. Um, mm -hmm. That's just kind of my big takeaway is looking for the opportunities and things and, uh, you know, being flexible as things kind of develop uh, because you never know what's going to happen and uh, your plans can change um, in an instant. So that's my number one tip, I would say, is definitely just being flexible. Awesome. Yeah, I, I would I would totally agree with, with Lachlan. Um, I also think uh, it's really important to see this as an opportunity rather than a, than a, than a problem. Um, and, you know, I, I see this coming into international school as a, as a great opportunity to actually have time and look at the program and have time to evaluate the kind of things that we do and the structures that we have and, um, and not just, well, this is what we've always done. And, and as we all know that we get super busy and the, you know, you have these grandiose ideas, but because your program's running at full steam, you never quite get there to do it um I, and an example for me is uh scope and sequence you know in every school i've been at we've tried to develop a, a sport scope and sequence um from our top team to mm -hmm. our to our uh, youngest teams and just never ever get there because everyone's so busy coaching because you want them to be coaching um and what this has allowed us to do is throughout our whole sports program is create a top-down scope and sequence which you know, never done before. Yeah. Um, and so you definitely use this as a, as a great opportunity to reflect on, on what you do and how you do it. Um, I think is, you know, that that's probably my one A tip. I have a one B tip and maybe <laughs> it depends who you talk to what's more important, but, but the other piece is make sure your family's okay. And like I came here, my wife is not working for the first time and, 20 years um my my two kids were born in the philippines they are asian they you know they they speak mandarin they're learning french you know the big transition um and now it's freezing cold cold outside and what it's allowed you know like it, we've been really lucky that the transition has been smooth but i think it's really important as well because you know, we're only as strong as our support network around. And, and I'm really fortunate that my wife's super supportive. Um, so I've got to look after her as, as well yeah. um, and my family. Yeah, great. She'll probably listen to this later and yeah. go. Yeah. You need to do a better job, Craig. You're saying that you're telling the world that you're doing, you know, yeah. No, I mean, that's obviously important, important factor, right? And, and probably a reason right now that people aren't transitioning as much as normal, you know, from yeah. that uncertainty over the other side yeah. yeah i don't i don't have a i don't actually have family yet but um i really do agree with your your first tip there you know being able to to kind of reflect and look at look at the program um this is my first time as an ad so in a way it's given me the chance to to learn more about what the program has been like before i got there and to connect with some of the coaches who have been there and uh, uh some of the to connect with the former athletic director and, and just kind of discuss you know some things that uh, that they thought uh, could maybe be changed in the future and, and maybe take this time, like you were saying, to kind of think of ways to implement those changes. So I would totally agree with that as well, even as someone who's very green to this position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, in some ways, not a bad a bad uh, time to transition to a new new school and a new job because you don't have to worry about pra when practices are and when yeah. when's that bus leaving and, and those types of things, right? You can settle in, I guess. Yeah, to totally. Uh, yeah, and you know, I think it's you know just any time time you transition, um, some of those things can can make and break the and and you know I think 
another really important thing is to, you know, we, we talk about honoring the game or honor the program, mm-hmm. right? Like honor what's gone on before you, because there were obviously, you know, people were in their positions because they were good at them um, mm-hmm. or, or people saw value in them. So, you know, not coming in and being a change agent, but you come in and, and, and get to know the programs and then you can make informed decisions or right. directional changes. Well, we, uh, we also want to talk about, you know, being a brand new AD in a normal year, uh, doesn't have to be a pandemic year. Also a topic I really don't have much to talk about because even though I do the job of a, of an AD, I have a fantastic boss, uh, at the school here. Uh, I wasn't moved overseas to, uh, to jump in the school. I was already here and, uh, we, we work well together. So I've never been like the, the new guy with everyone looking at me saying, this is your program. Let's go. But you three have in in different forms, uh, Matt. Why don't you kick us off? And what what was it like being a brand new AD, either in Riga yeah, or in Budapest? Was, it was well. I'd say my you know very first time overseas, I was just wide eyed to everything, and we, we we landed in Riga, in Latvia, and um, you know the school had never had a full time PE teacher. I was doing that for multiple grade levels from like first through second grade through twelfth grade. Uh, they had never had a sports program, so I, I got to start that from scratch, which was a lot of fun. So it was a little daunting at first, but then I got a chance to go to an AD's meeting and meet some other folks who had been in those jobs for a while, and I was really surprised about amazing things we could do. So really, as nervous as I was and uncertain about everything, once I found out more, it just kind of like opened more doors and more opportunities and, and more opportunities for our school, more opportunities for me as a professional. So it was a really unique time to take advantage of. So, um, you know, not that I didn't make mistakes along the way, cause I certainly did, but, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, looking back, it was, it was a lot of fun getting those things going. Cause it seemed like for a while, everything I did was, was well received and everybody's excited cause it was all brand new and we could do all these things. So it was, it was, it was great. Well, what about coming to Budapest, though, where there there was an AD before you, someone who'd been there for quite a while? What was that like? Yeah, so that was a big move because, you know, going from a much smaller school to a larger school, it was a completely different type of program in, in the amount of programs or teams that were on offer and the, the seasonals, rotations, and the, and the hosting obligations throughout the year. You know, it was doing about five to ten times more than what I was doing in my previous school, a much smaller school, but I didn't have the teaching load, which was a lot different as well. So um, a lot of baptism by fire, but I had good support and um, a good system in place for my predecessor. What about you, Craig, working, uh, being assistant AD last year and then having this program? Yeah, I think um, it's, I think it's really important when you you get to the to a place and you are new and and like you say everyone's eyes are looking at you that um, you are very careful about the the battles you choose, um, mm-hmm. but but also that you spend time like I said before listening to people, getting to know you and and you know so so many um, conflicts and difficult situations are solved by just listening. Um, parents ultimately can come in and they they want to they actually just want to be heard um i remember in one of my first weeks i had a a parent come in and everyone's like oh no 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 what's going to go on here (laughs) comes in and he takes off his jacket and he puts it down and rolls up his cufflinks off and you know does the whole performance thing and i just sat there and chatted with him and and he had a very valid point but he felt listened to and then you know the the situation was solved there was no issues i wasn't bending over and, and uh, you know, lying down to what he wanted or anything like that. So I think it's really important to, uh, as a new AD in a, in a school, to, to take those opportunities to meet with people and to, to meet uh, conflicts or pain points head on and, and, and then also ask for support. Um, because I think one thing that I've really come to, to know is that uh, you know, teachers, we talk about, you know, collegial support and cooperation and collaboration and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think the AD community uh, is far more open to sharing than potentially the person down the hallway. 
mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in an educational setting, you know, like we had a phone call this morning and then, right. you know, more came out of that 20 minute conversation than, um, you know, just trying to work things out for, for myself. And I think that that's one of the, the great things about the AD community is we're kind of an open book. Um, we're, we're, we're sharing stuff you know, people are creating new things or adapting someone else's. And, um, yeah, so I think that's as a new AD in in any place, um, that, you know, look out, ask for help and, and others look out for you. Lachlan, what it was, uh, what was it like for you? New AD, but a virtual AD, right? If we could call you a, a new title, you're a virtual AD at the moment anyway we'll say a hologram you know how did you get to know your kids (laughs) um have yeah um well you know it's it's been a lot of uh you know learning on the fly and just trying to figure out figure it all out as i as i go and kind of uh, to craig's point just ask for help and ask around inside um you know my school community uh just to figure out you know what the what the students are like what the program was like you know in a normal setting um and also, you know, like I enjoyed listening to some of your episodes on the Globetrotten ADs and get information there about virtual activities, um, attending the summer conference, getting some ideas there about what other schools are doing or were doing during the, the pandemic when they were all online. Um, but it was a, it's been a, it's been a challenge, but it's been a, it's been a good and uh, it's been a fun challenge. I think, um, you know, I wasn't sure if, if I was going to still have my position come September because of the pandemic and because there's no. Um, athletics going on in our conference right now here, so I wasn't actually sure. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate to work at the school I, I do, and I think it speaks highly of the school. They kept me on as athletic director, um, and I've been able to find different ways to kind of still offer something to our students. Um, and not only our students, I've been working to try and offer things to our staff who are in the building, um, kind of offering staff activities, intramurals as well. So kind of expanding my role. Uh, not just for not just for students and, and coaches normally, but also offering it to the staff as well to still contribute to our community. Um, but you know, going back to what Craig said, you know, asking for help, asking, figuring out how things work, who the right people to talk to to get things done are. Um, just kind of learning that all this year. It's been a it's been a great learning experience. It's been a challenge, but um, I'm actually I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that I've gone through it, um, and I've kind of learned how to to deal with these new challenges and still. Um, offer something to the school as a as a virtual AD, as you put it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really happy to hear you, you guys. You know, you felt like you've been supported in this in this transition year uh, and your new jobs, and it sounds like you've you fell into good places, and you know, you probably had some trial and error uh, in in, tra- in in making your way in the new jobs, as well as probably experiencing some pitfalls. But uh, you know, if either of you, whoever wants to answer first, is fine. Or if you don't want to answer, it's fine too. If, if there's anything you could change from this experience, um, what would it be besides not having a pandemic? <laughs> but if there's anything you know, maybe you came across that was um, maybe didn't work out for you. If there's anything you would change from this experience? What would it be? I think when you you move countries, uh, you need to come with a big wallet. <laughs> And, um, you know, when you, when you get to, to a place and you're like, our house looks like an Ikea showroom. Um, but the problem is you can't go to Ikea and walk out without spending, you know, a a, a fair chunk of of change. And then, you know, you leave one place and you might get some money from tax or you might get some bonus or whatever. And you, you, if you're not careful and it depends again, where you're going to, but, um, yeah, I would change how I spent money uh at, at the start and and you know and be be really careful with with that um you know there's excitement about being That's in a new country and you know oh yeah i'm gonna i, I need a european car and i need da, 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 you know all of that stuff so that's that's one thing that i would change for sure I think, yeah, especially going to switzerland yeah yeah exactly <laughs> right right that's a great and, tip and for Dave Horner, who's moving to Switzerland this yeah, year. So, Dave, yeah. I know you listen. Sorry, Craig, go ahead. It's easy uh, to drop some. Yeah, for sure. You drop a lot of change. Uh, and and uh, in Switzerland, the change is big notes, basically. Um, 
And I think the other thing would be, and again, it, it's completely not related to school, but really think about what you bring. Um, you know, like depending on where you are moving to and from, um, you know, through the years moving from Singapore to, uh, sorry, from Manila to Singapore, uh, we downsized considerably and then moving here and uh, you you think about when you open up your shipment, it's like, why did I bring that? You know, like, why did I waste, you know, this much space on that thing? So yeah, those would be things I would change. Nothing to do with my job because it's I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I love I love my job as well. But you know, one thing I wish I would have done more of before I, I got here was being more persistent at getting uh, contacts uh, within the the athletic conference that we're part of, getting contacts within the the department at the school, um, like even more so. Um, and I wish I would have uh, started the online activities even sooner because I was kind of anticipating that the students would be back in by October. Obviously, they weren't. So I wish I would have started that earlier. And that might have helped to uh, drum up even higher levels of participation than we're having right now. But um, it's all working out. But I just wish I would have started a bit earlier. Um, if, I, if I could change one thing, that would be it probably. It is always nice to see the new AD uh, at the last meeting of the year with, this, you know, with the old AD together at a meeting. Yeah. You know, it happens. Mm. It doesn't happen all the time, obviously, depending on where you're coming from. But it's that, a great, yeah, yeah. Do you have I- IKEA down there in Kuwait? Have you been able to make your way to IKEA too? Yeah, yeah. There's a there is a, there's a huge IKEA here actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I I always like to say I I, I me personally I, I can't stand going to IKEA. I always feel like it's a it's a fire trap just waiting to happen. It's like I can't get out. It's just too much stuff, and then you got to get home. You got to put it all together, and that's another. That's just time in your life you're not gonna get back and get those manuals. And I always like to say. Ikea, it's not the only four-letter word you're going to hear when you open up those manuals to put that stuff together. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm assuming... it's, it's all good stuff. It's good stuff. And you know, if your wife likes it and it makes everybody happy, that's good. Right. right. So I'm assuming they're not going to be the sponsors of this podcast anytime yeah. soon. That would be great. We have, oh, we have some Ikea employees at our school. That's, that's, yeah. I, I live... 10 to 15 minutes away with no traffic lights from an Ikea. So I'm a frequent. <laughs> I can get in and get out really fast. Really, really fast. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One, uh, one last thing to kind of close us off. Uh, we'll take a very quick ad break and then we'll come right back. Coach Evaluator is the premier coach evaluation software for schools and athletic organizations and preferred coach evaluation solution of the NIAAA and the Positive Coaching Alliance. The system is completely customizable with an always growing evaluation template library for athletic directors to reference. There are not only evaluations for ADs to use, but also self-evaluations and parent player evaluations of coaches. Learn more about digitizing and simplifying your coach evaluation process by visiting www.coachevaluator.com. Mention Globetrotten ADs to receive a $200 discount on the yearly rate. Cookery are a global multi-sport clothing brand specializing in providing the world's most prestigious schools with bespoke made and designed team uniforms for students of all standards and abilities. If you are frustrated by inconsistent colors, branding, costs, and sizing across your school's uniforms, then it's time to discuss an offering where every sport is available from softball to soccer for male and female athletes at rates to suit your budget. To find out how Cookery could elevate the apparel of your student athletes to a professional level, email the team at contact at cookerysports.com. A dedicated sales manager will offer you a quote today. Mention this ad and receive a special offer on your coach or PE staff order. <laughs> so the, there you go. So you didn't hear from Ikea this episode, but uh, maybe in a future one. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. to, to wrap up, um, we definitely want to hear something uh, about, I want to say the city you're in, you know, some cool thing that you experienced this year. Um, but Lachlan, maybe you haven't been in Kuwait or been able to do anything. So uh, if that's the case, something from uh, from your old home in, uh, not in Exeter, I don't mean Exeter, That we don't need to hear about that. But uh, no, give us a nugget. Give us something really cool about Kuwait. Um, 
maybe some food. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a, a you know, Kuwait has some uh, some beautiful parks. I'll say that uh, Al Shahid Park is a beautiful place to go. There's the Kuwait Towers. Uh, there's the marina. You know, I would say you know that's that's probably the nicest part of Kuwait. Going for a walk, you know, on the beach there and visiting the towers, and they have a beautiful park, like I said. So uh, if you find the right spots, it's quite a beautiful city. And uh, in, in Lausanne, we we have, I guess, the best of both worlds. Uh, in the in the summer, around the lake is is outstanding, and so coming in in August, uh, the weather was still beautiful. Swimming in the lake, uh, the vineyards, and all of that kind of thing on the hill and then obviously now it's a it's a if you ask me it's a winter wonderland if you ask my wife it's hell but um <laughs> you know the the skiing is amazing um my son has has taken to skiing uh you know he's picked it up as little kids do um, my daughter hates it um but she'll, she'll she has to learn because she's in switzerland <laughs> uh but you, you know like there there are amazing places um, half an hour away from from Lausanne to go skiing, to go sledding, um, and you can go to some of those those massive resorts and and never ski the same run uh, during a day. Yeah, there's also I, I've been fortunate to go to been to Lausanne a couple of times, and there's a fantastic uh, transportation museum there for kids, which is really cool to check out, you know, yeah. all the trains and machinery and stuff. So if you're anybody out there ever had, makes their way to Lausanne, you know, I always say hi to Craig, but yeah. get up that transportation museum. <laughs> it's really cool. And it's the, sorry, Nick, it's the, it's also the head of the IOC. So there's the Olympic, uh, there's a big Olympic museum here. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been there yet. <laughs> well, I'm definitely jealous because we, talk about going to new places and different th- places for conferences but i haven't been since over a year i haven't left austria so at least you two guys have been to a couple new countries and uh, seen some things so I'm, I'm definitely jealous of that well thanks guys for joining us today your insights and um you know like i said earlier i'm happy to hear that you've landed well and uh, it sounds like everything's going good in your new jobs and you know as as we all are thinking and all are hoping for we'll be back into our the regular flow of our jobs here soon, but it's, I think it's still probably gonna be a little bit, but uh, just want to wish you guys all the best in your new, your new jobs. And, and eventually when you get back into planning tournaments and running logistics and all that stuff. So uh, all the best and thanks again for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And uh, thanks. Thanks for what you guys do. Uh, It keeps us all uh, engaged and, and uh, up to date with what else is going on around the world. Thanks guys. All right. Yep. All right. See you next week. Until next week, this has been another episode of the Globe Trotten ADs.